stop doing that. One, Why? two, three. Why should I talk? Talk normal. I am a man of the people. You're not. I, no, you're I not. demand. No, you're not. To be able to bop my microphone. Hello and welcome to When Will It End? It's the movie podcast where we talk about the movies, and some of us I... are annihilated by seasonal allergies. Squished you? Yeah, I'm seizing. First, I felt like so a running thing in this series. Of course, we're watching uh, the wonderful subspecies series, mm. which goes as far as I can tell from gooey strength to gooey strength. But it's a very gooey uh, Radu, the central long-fingered ghoul at the heart of the movies. He always wet and dripping. Yeah, and I feel much like Radu this spring, really, because I am sneezing like a motherfucker. Does it? I feel like you haven't quite landed. I don't this this isn't this isn't supposed to be mean. I'm just saying I don't think you've quite landed your Radu impression yet, but maybe allergies will help. Maybe more more phlegm, phlegm and yeah, more the, whispering phlegm. As I found um pollen I annihilate outside in the Berkshire. That's really good. Yeah, I've nailed my Radu. I don't I can't try that. It annihilates my throat when I try to do it. You've been annihilated all day long. I, I feel like shit. Oh, no. Like no no no, it's fine. My life is I I, yeah. I have no major complaints. I'm a privileged little ding dong, but uh mm. yeah, my freaking uh my I've just been sneezing and snotting and uh my energy is zero. But oh. I'm also full of beans. I'm full of beans what? today. So wait, how do you how's that how's, how's that work? I feel like I'm full of beans. beans. A bean juice will get you going even if you're empty in the tank. No, no, no. Yes, I've had coffee, but I mean, I'm full of beans. Oh, like, no, sorry. I've just got that genesic. I, I, I have that springy spirit, but my nose and body are like angry at the environment for flooding it with pollen. So you're like Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain, but also, um, who's else is in Singing in the Rain? Well, you got Gene Kelly. Uh, yeah, Donald, so. whatever the guy who does the Donald, make um, him laugh, make him laugh. Yeah, he's also full of beans. Oh, well, that's his whole fucking thing. I feel like I maybe I chose the wrong movie. I think that era you get a lot of beans going around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see. Let when me I said see. Bean juice, I just oh, to I wanted to. I didn't mean coffee. I just meant the juice of the beans. I saved you a pickle. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a pickle for you. Uh, it's hard to eat with one hand. Well, you don't have to eat it right now. Oh, thanks. But just a pickle Let's for put you. Put it on my yeah, phone. Yeah, there, there you go. My work phone. Now I have to hand you the other, something else. Oh, my God. It's symbolic. Oh, my It's a hard God. truth. That D&D movie was bad, man. I saw it oh, yesterday. you didn't like it. Didn't care for it. The, what to was quote, this, though? That was the symbolic hard truth that I was handing you. To oh, quote the red mage at the end of the movie, what's like I tire of uh, forced charm and quips. I was like. You were tired of that. Yes. I was disappointed because I so enjoyed Game Night and, yeah. and that movie, and I felt like this one, even with with. Chris Pine in a charm offensive that is like on par with Operation Overlord. Like even that couldn't quite get me to be uh, charmed by the characters, and I, I, I didn't care for it. You were annoyed. I found it like it's a movie like that. I feel like you either buy in off the bat, mm. or it takes. Or it's a really the walk gets longer and longer. Well, you don't like D and D too famously. No, and then I made you fun play- of D and D. In a group chat, and it upset my friend, and he left the group chat. I had to apologize. Wait, forever? No, no. I, he came back. Oh, okay, but he he was. Did you have to invite? Is it one of those ones where he had to get permission I had, to come back? I had to invite him back in, <laughs> but I, I felt terrible because I, I wasn't. Look, I don't. Everyone's got shit going on, and, and I get very sensitive sometimes. And I feel like people are gunning after things that I mm. care about. So I felt bad what about it. What did you it. say? Do you have like any like? I uh, said D and D and fantasy are cringe. That the, the movie proves that those are just like. Cringy things. So I think which we could I, add... I would have said to you, uh, it would made. I realize now, like yeah, you know, you should have said that to me. Well, well, 
in our relationship, I think we're at a point where I can make fun of something that you love and you'll also, sort of roll with it. Here's the thing is, I would say most of fantasy and D&D is even beyond cringe. It's just been like completely co-opted by white nationalists. Like, Kane is a great example. If we want to bring Survivor into it just for a minute. Yeah. Kane is like, I am a D&D warlord where the good always vanquishes the evil and I am always the good. And I feel like People who like D&D for that reason are cringe because D&D is not about good vanquishing evil. I remember years ago finding out that someone in the hardcore scene in the Western Mass like refused to do anything in D&D they wouldn't do in real life. And like <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of shit where I was like, Weird. what the fuck is even the point the, then? Exactly. Like the one time I was forced to play D&D, I tried to kill birds with a gun exactly. and everyone got mad you at tried, me. Yeah, so the what you do in D&D is... While your friends are fighting a lich king, you and your other friends sit on an egg. That's try, just fun. That sounds You try great. to hatch yeah. the egg, and then when it doesn't hatch, you eat it and die. And here's my counterpoint. You could spend that time watching an AL Central game between the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians. Have you tried doing both, my friend? Yeah. Well, we'll just call the game a little bit as the podcast goes on. Oh, we, that's a classic. Yeah, it is a good. And he slides into second. Oh, terrible throw. Torkelson uh. with the double. Yeah, he threw it right. I mean, maybe he was trying to do that thing where you throw it out. Is that a rule in Major League Baseball? Yeah, if you just whip the ball directly into the runner, they're out. They're just out. like yeah. in a dodgeball. Absolutely. Well, Not actually, dodgeball, think... fucking kickball. And uh, I think just in backstreet baseball, that was our rule. Well, look, here's the thing. I like all kinds of dumb shit. And, I, and I'm really not trying to dunk at anybody for the dumb shit that they like. But uh -huh. hey, the can thing I say about the before D &D you go movie, too deep? Sure. I understand. Thank you. This movie. Uh, does take, I think, a certain... You have to buy the ticket, but then also without currency buy enjoying it. And if you're not... A, maybe you weren't in the mood because your allergy. I don't know if your allergies were also acting up when you saw it. Um, but if you're... Uh, hey, never mind. You're looking at me all stern now and you're sucking on a little pipe. Um, I'm not looking at you stern. Okay, you're silent. I'm just... I'm congested so I, and like, yeah, trying yeah. to So I'm just saying, like, even if this movie also is, like, silly and stupid and if you're not in the mood for it, it could just be like, oh, I just want to go home and go to bed. So yeah, I get this isn't like groundbreaking cinema. It's not even a game night groundbreaking cinema, which I think is like so watchable and so fun and one of the best comedies ever made. This is a lower version of that. If I were ever given the option, do you want to watch Game Night tonight or Dungeons and Dragons tonight? I think 80% of the time I'd watch Game Night. Well, we're certainly on the same page there. I would more of the hundo for the J-Man. You're a hundo. But, um, for, well, okay. I want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, I loved... Hearing Baldur's Gate, the phrase used <laughs> in the movie. The two words you liked hearing the. Yeah, two that words. was the best part of the movie. The peak of the movie were like the two times they mentioned Baldur's Gate. And I was like, thing I know. There's thing I know. But I think I've, I don't know if I mentioned this before in the podcast, but I recently repurchased Baldur's Gate two. Yeah, and then just realized that I had lost all stamina for D and D in any capacity. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm at a point in my life where I I think right now, and in fact for some time, fantasy has not been hitting. Because in my mind, hmm. like, I really love reading about, you know, a failed Dutch expedition to Yemen in the 17th century. Because that, to me, is, like, a real thing that happened that is as full of weird magic, hilarity. And, like, I don't, I feel like at this point in my life, I'm much more interested in, in interrogating, like, actual shit that happened. Yeah. But, like, I, who am I to fuck? I like fucking jam bands. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm a piece of shit. That's I nice. love I'm watching. I honestly a, can't think of a single fantasy book I enjoyed. In retrospect, they're all bad. Like when I think I can't about think it, think of one. And then I brought this up. Talking Abercrombie. Well, I, I brought this up with like my that. beautiful wife Allie, and mm, she's no, who beautiful. was it? 
Oh, she's shit. beautiful. Another beautiful woman? No, it was someone where I mentioned I mentioned fantasy, and they're like, well, when you bring that up, oh, it was my friend Max. They're like, well, like, the, you know, you're, you're kind of swinging at all the Lord of the Rings the Max fans. I know? Yeah, the Max, you know. Great. And I was Max. like, yeah, I don't, I similarly don't like Lord of the Rings. No, it's a bad book. It's a terrible book. We got in this argument recently. I think The Hobbit still slaps. Yeah, you we say did. it's bad. Uh, it's fine. The it's Hobbit's fine. better than the Ring Lords. But you know what's good? The, the subspecies series with Radu. This was the worst of the three, and I still really enjoyed it. Well, that's what, what is, I was what thinking. Is like As this? I complained about fantasy yesterday, what is myth? What is um, folklore? Alienating and upsetting people that I care about and did not mean to to upset and hurt. I was thinking, well, I do enjoy vam- the vampire Radu and his, uh, you know, his little henchmen, which are not in the movie at all. Ever. Right? More. That's my. I, I think the whole thing about the vampire is that the whole premise of the vampire series. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. The thing about vampire. The whole is, thing about the vampire. The thing about the vampire is, is that like the vampire <laughs> is a guy who like live among us and is weird, and everyone is like, how does how you know how how could this. You're constantly trying to convince the authorities that there's a vampire. That's like most of these movies is like there's a vampire. This one shut the fuck up. Especially, and I think that's where this movie really fell down was how much time was devoted to the Inspector Clouseau. There's a vampire in the big castle house. Well, we're getting into hey, let me finish my sandwich and my stogie. His delicious salami sandwich. We're getting into like the the whole classic franchise thing where this movie tries to go out of its wheelhouse just a little bit and it's a disaster <laughs> and the second they get back into their wheelhouse it's like yes thank you this yeah. is what i love Dude, but i think the heart of the vampire is that it's um it's the contrast it's a it's the mm, the contrast L- like there's this undead immortal thing that lives among us and we compared to it are fragile and weak and like in fantasy you have to create this elaborate rule system and society and structure for all of these fantastical things to coexist with some sort of harmony. But in the world of the vampire, it's all about the stark divide between sure. this undead secret world that is hidden among modern day Bucharest, for mm, example. Yeah. Can I compare it? Let's compare it um, to a summer's day. Mm, less that let you be less countenant. Uh, mm. uh, do Grecian urn now. Do Grecian urn. Oh, uh, uh, fill it with ore, ore and grains. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Earn. A narrow fellow in the grass occasionally rides. Um, I uh, would like to compare briefly the vampire to the Tolkien elf because I think they're similar. One, you have the the immortal ha- uh, gaunt, uh, pale, pale, pale person, long fingers, presumably, and yet, and then they often are confronted with the world of the mortal, um, fat, squishy, hairy boys. Yeah, Aragorn, a famous fatty. I was thinking Bilbo and Frodo and Babbo and Gubo, you know, my and favorite Gubo boys. is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, they're so funny. Um, uh, uh, one second, I'm rolling a D10. Uh, Gubo what stole my heart. Wait, why a D10? Uh, D20. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> okay. you go. Yeah. And he got a, he did a pass on it and you stole passed. my freaking heart. Yeah, you you could have probably convinced the DM that you were doing a charisma check or maybe Ooh. the strength check. <laughs> Gubo, love me. I'll beat your ass if you don't love me. Fuck you. Gubo's my friend. Uh, so I find the, the say, the Aragorn um, Liv Tyler romance is like a perfect encapsulation of this, like, compare that to Radu and his new vampire bitch. It's just like, what a different story between someone who's, like, got longing that he can't express and he actually feels like he made someone. He just he destroyed their life and their heart and their 
just essence so that maybe now he could love someone and it doesn't work. And just compare that to like a Tolkien elf story where it's just like, oh, just, oh, oops, there's a human. And oh, like there's no complexity to the, the Tolkien no, yeah. elf. There, there's that sort of like the high fantasy sexless romance element of that relationship yeah. that's very uninteresting. And then even the non-romance like, where it's just like, oh, we're, we're immortal elves and we'll go sail over here at the end of the story. But like we never really feel like, I don't know, there's no longing or complexity to the relationship between the elf and the man. And hey, if you like Tolkien and you think I'm wrong, how about you go try to suck on your own genitals? Yeah, go to uh, fuckoffmyballs.net if you are mad about it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, because um, you're wrong and I'm you're right. You're wrong and it's boring. But you're, you're totally right. And like part of like when you go back and watch Hellraiser, which again, we might do eventually mm, in the podcast. Fun. The whole thing about Hellraiser is like, you know, what if you were like eternally horny and lived in like a permanent quest to come harder? Yeah, and, like that's what immortality is. Like that's why that whole that that movie is so fucking great and, and interesting. Is that it's like it, it explores immortality from this vantage point that's like so human and earthy and weird and and bodily that like it's really compelling. It's all about desire and lust and like. And and Radu, in, in this movie, we get, like, probably the most nuanced, interesting portrait of Radu yeah. yet, where he's really in love with Michelle, and, and, like, he's created this partner for himself who he knows doesn't love him, yeah. and, like, is trying to convince her to, like, adopt this lifestyle that he knows. She literally, throughout this movie, keeps being like, someone fucking kill Some, me. Give me a gun. Anyone <laughs> kill me. Yeah, uh, she gets the fucking loaded silver gun and almost ends it. That was cool. It was pretty cool. I, I think I might have said this out loud, or maybe I just put it in my diary, but I this movie more than the others. I've felt this before, but Refn rebooting this series, even though it was recently just rebooted, like this has um, hideous, it, not, maybe not physically hideous, but mom character who is just like repulsive and, and overbearing, um, sad, quiet man who loves someone that could never love him back, who is ultimately a violent wretch. And gets his fingers chopped off early in the series, which is adjacent yes. to uh, Only God Forgives. You get, you, sure. get, um, you get Goss. You get the Goss to do the Radu. <laughs> hey, I'm Radu. Yeah, I guess you could change it up. Just like a really, uh, really low-key... <laughs> Want to fight? Want to fight? Get out of my castle, dude. Yeah. And, ah. But I think it and might be Jack Black as Inspector uh. Martin. <laughs> is he still alive? Jack Black? Yeah, I haven't seen Jack he's Black alive. in like no, he's in fucking, eight years. He's Bowser, motherfucker. Yeah, but I haven't seen me? him. They could have just he's cashing big old. They could have just done what they did in Cars Four, where they you're just, not on YouTube, man. They just took click and clacks. You, dead when you brother. say shit like this, you, I can just tell you're not on YouTube. Because that's true. There's this, I was on YouTube today. Don't boast. I was on it today. Yeah, where's the receipts? Oh, uh, but uh, freaking, I can show you my history once I clear out all the. Every um, every gaming channel had one really epic idea for Super Mario Brothers. You ready for what they thought of for the cast interview? What if they did? What if they did? You, I don't even understand. What if they played concept. Mario Kart? What if they freaking got Chris Pratt, Jack Black, uh, Charlie Day? What are you talking about? I'm saying in the promotional run up to Super Mario Brothers, they would they like oh people were like, like let's let's play Mario Kart. With the cast of the movie. Are Why? Because it's the dumbest possible angle people could think but of. But it's a Mario movie, not a Mario Kart movie. Why well, even they play funnier, Mario together? Beca because, like, we're old now. Like, one of the things was, like, they were playing with a, like, a Twitch streamer, who this, like, Irish 20-year-old with, like, 40 billion. Like, the entire universe watches this guy, like, play video games. So all of the, like, aging stars that you and I know yeah, have yeah. to, like, sort of defer to the, like, 17-year-old kid it. who, like, does Minecraft nine hours a day or whatever. 
because he, he has work. way more cultural cachet than like Jack Black does now. Yeah, totally. What is, what is Jack Black going to do? Play his little song, his little spoof spong song, spong, spong. It, it, man, the fucking the other guy in Tenacious D, boy, he hitched his apple wagon to the right star. <laughs> he did, but I think in some ways, you know what? He probably did up. He's fine. I'm just saying, I don't know who that person is. I want to say his name is Kyle. I couldn't even say their initials. I don't it's know. It's Kyle, they look like. I it's believe. Kyle? I, I don't. I remember as a kid trying to find pornography online. The "fuck her gently" mm. music video yeah, was, was like vaguely Napster horny or, or something. Limewire. Yeah, and yeah. and and uh, I remember that video. I remember mostly being like, "Oh my god!" Like you can have a song called that. Like that. Like it was more audacious than it was anything else. Yeah, but I think he. I actually, I take it back. Um, becoming anonymous after a incredibly successful and lucrative career with a superstar and now like less than one percent of the world the earth's population knows your name and you're probably he's probably doing great owns a couple houses maybe rents out a building or something maybe he's really into roblox now roblox yeah roblox what does that mean it's a video game for kids oh i thought he was just like out on the streets making sure he's really into roadblock the roadblock was uh set up properly so um, su- subspecies three colon blood feast, bloodlust or blood feast. Well, this is an embarrassment. This was an embarrassment, but honestly, it was sort of charming. <laughs> yeah. So Charles was trying to get us to watch the correct subspecies on one of the streaming channels that we I use. Was trying. Was doing and my best. Charles was unsuccessful. However, we were watching the opening <laughs> to two again, being like, "Huh, they're doing an awfully long <laughs> recap this time." Right. But what we mostly found out is that we just really like subspecies two, and we're just sort of sitting there being like, "I <laughs> guess we should check on it." But I do really like this movie. It looks great. We watched like eight minutes, and we were like, "This <laughs> we're does like, this seems is, like does a, seem lot. a little redundant." Yeah. Let's just pull up the name. Uh, it's Bloodstone is two, and Bloodlust is three. Okay, Bloodlust. And um, I hope you can see my confusion because they're similar. Yeah, I do love that they do the thing where it's this. This actual title is what most cowards would make the subtitle. I forget other movies that do this, but this is not subspecies three bloodlust. This is bloodlust colon subspecies three. Yeah, and these are all like shot obviously back to back to back or whatever. So it's really funny they'd even go to. I respect this uh, even more than the recent John Wick franchise, which bailed on the concept after. Well, maybe it'll bail soon, but this is like that fucking amazing storytelling where it begins. You could edit this together and it would exist as one giant story, which is so fucking fun as a movie franchise. Not enough movie franchises do that. And these are all tight 90s. So theoretically, at this point, you know, we've still got a This is only 80. Right. We've got a pretty tight. Were you to edit these into one mega film, we'd have like basically Avengers Endgame length movie. Yeah. and And I would much prefer to watch that. This has been this has been really great. Other than the half of this movie, this is like the first time where half of it's been. Right. I would say the first quarter and the last quarter are phenomenal. And then the middle stretch really gets a little grating. Oh, baby. Um, I'm, uh, I hate, was it Kip or Kent or Clip or what the fuck is the... The American embassy guy? The, yeah, the American embassy guy who I, I despise. Oh, and then Clip, his fucking Clarp, CIA Kent, buddy? Yeah. Jesus ben. Christ. Yeah, th- this movie tries to like... <laughs> and, and I understand the impulse, but like... They really sort of push things into overdrive in this with the bits. The bits get a little out of control. The bits. God. I'm here for the brooding gothic horror and weird, uh, you know, atmospheric misery of Romania. I'm not really here for bits. I'm here for confusing sexuality. I'm here for uh, love put in the wrong places. I'm not here for a fucking cop eating a sandwich. And I don't even remember. Bit, bit comes from bit of business, right? 
That's why it's called yeah, a bit. Having, yeah, having something, you know, so a little something to do. This, I, this is like beyond bit. This became this became a fucking full eight-hour day. It's not just a bit of business. This was a full full business time. Well, it, it just sort of felt like they're trying to hit this mark of not disrespecting Romania by having the Romanians be like punchlines, but also having them be sort of like lovable yokels, kind of. Mm. Like they're trying to walk a fine line here. Yeah, actually, that's interesting that the first one really was like, Oh, it's Romania and it's spooky and the folk like the mask scene and well, the... but, but Carl, for example, is like a very traditional sort of horror movie yes. character. You and know? then we're now jumping to three and it's just well, like then two we have Papescu who's like, It's a me, <laughs> I'm a professor Papescu. Hey. And now we have like, you know, I full have PhD in floppy hair. Yeah, as you put it, like Romanian Clouseau now, where it's yeah. like, I don't think this is what I was missing from this. Because no. again, you have like all the Michelle Radu stuff is like really emotional and really intense. You know, and and then like cutting that in with like again like a CIA guy with like fucking eight machine guns and like a beret on. You're like, this is totally quite a contrast to what yeah. I was expecting. Yeah, it it it's a, and it's also a testament to how cool Radu is and how cool the castle is and how cool Michelle is that I'm like, oh, still three and a half stars. Yeah, I gave it four because well, the ending is phenomenal. Yeah. But it turns out, you know, if I told you like a low-budget Romanian horror series where we follow a vampire around the same crumbling castle movie after movie. Like, on paper, that does not sound great, but in yeah. reality, whenever we get back to the Cattle Vatislav, I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah. I fucking pushes, love this castle. You push, you push those bones off that stone bed. You go to sleep, my friend. Yeah. We'll catch up with you in the nighttime. <laughs> part, of, part of rewatching two, thinking it was three for five <laughs> minutes, was seeing Radu once again sweep someone's bones right. off of a grave. And we were like, damn, he's really fucking sweeping and these bones. And then he bones. does it again in the beginning of three. Yeah, yeah. he's constantly clearing bones off of surfaces. Do you think surfaces. there's uh, the little butt demons, since we don't really see them anymore, that's their job is to put the bones back on the beds? Well, we, I mean, we see there's prominent blood demon at the end of yeah. this movie. Blood demon. You didn't make the bed this morning. You think like like a sort of like a real world style, like I, camera on the wall, like watching the domestic, mm, domestic drama of life yeah. in Catalonia. Honestly, sort of similar who, to a... Who finished the soy milk? That's pretty good. I'm dying, man. <laughs> That's going to kill That's, me. Um, uh, honestly, a sort of a Dobby situation. I think we should talk to JK, see if we can, and then talk to, what's his name? Tim? Ted? Ted Nicolau. Ted? And see if we could do a little house elf blood blood d- d- demon but you're getting demon. it out you're getting it out but I, I think you just like saying butt demon they do have the they have such tight glutes we gotta watch TerrorVision too because TerrorVision is an amazing yeah movie. I've never actually seen it's it. it's really fucking good that was before all this right uh, no no that's uh, yeah yeah eighty six yeah. that, that's like really yeah. in his pure uh, let me see so what, what I'm interested in here is. I believe this is where the big jump comes. Why is uh, Martin Scorsese's journey of sil- into silence? I think it's a be- if he directed like a behind the scenes oh. thing. I still haven't seen Silence, which is my claim to shame. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel too bad about it. Well, I don't think many people saw it. We have it. a lot of Catholic listeners, and I don't want to feel like uh, <laughs> I'm neglecting them. So yeah, so so sub- 91, 93, 94. Now we enter, I believe, the the break because now Vampire yeah, Journals is a couple years down the line. And it's a direct to video like adjacent it's not i don't know what it's about but it's not in the we've been told by experts that we have to watch vampire journals oh so, we're gonna yeah we watch fucking the short films of cars we're gonna watch vampire journals uh, thanks for reminding me that because i blocked it out of my fucking memory that was a that's what i'm that always was here for pl- the fucking planes trains and rescue fuck me that was awful god that was a, that was <laughs> Wait, really you terrible. didn't like it you Hated didn't like it. that uh the the native american uh 
Apache helicopter. What do you think? You think Marty was like, oh, the behind the scenes? Oh, we got to get Ted. You seen Radu? Radu's amazing. Yeah. I love Radu. Yeah. yeah I got But um, I think for me, the butt demon is the subspecies. I can't imagine yes, that no, I think vampires we've, we've are the subspecies. It. I mean, I don't know how we've established it. It's never come up in the movie. But I, I think what we've figured out is the premise is that they are like literally the, like his servants or whatever. Like, right. But we know how to get more. Well, the look, special effects are so good. I believe four is like Bloodstorm or something. Oh my so, I mean, God. like that certainly promises more blood, I hope right? So. Yeah, that was the coolest opening in one where it's just like, oh, what is this creepy long fingered guy? Oh, his fingers turn into demons. These this movies open so, so strong. And then in two, we got to revisit him drinking the fountain of blood yeah. spilling out of his brother, <laughs> who then shrivels into like a fucking like steamy That's corpse. So great. So good. God, I really love these what movies. What was the start of this one? Um, this one, God, I can't put, remember. I honestly can't remember as vividly. Yeah. I pulled I up here. It being fun. It was fun. Let's bring up the Wikipedia. First page, off, maybe. let's just give a, a tip of the hat to the the uh, villain of this movie. Ion Hauduk, <laughs> a.k.a. Lieutenant Martin, my friend. You were bad in this movie. He's, he's in all of them, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, he's a true true disaster. Okay, so Subspecies 3 opens with Becky leaving the, the crypt in the beginning. Because we, we oh, left yeah, off yeah, with, yeah. with that, I'll wait, I'll wait till nightfall. That amazing last line from 2, which is like, give me chills. Um, right, and I think that's another thing that this movie squanders is this: these movies have been well paced and the timing of events sort of makes sense it's like the first one oh they go to the castle and then they whatever it's just like this one i have it's so floppy and nebulous i don't really know how much time is passing and things wait for no reason they're like right right let's wait here for dark and they're like but it's dangerous at dark and she's like well let's just see what happens it's like it's done right Uh, it's mel is that fucking turd's name his sweater (laughs) collection aside we hate mel um he he looks like like we have christopher reeves at home energy you know what i mean yeah he's like handsome in that really boring annoying way yeah Uh, okay so yeah i think you're nailing the exact thing of bloodlust subspecies three which is that like one makes a lot of sense. It's the classic, you know, we're investigating the castle. We uncover the ancient evil and we have to deal with it. Two is going to recover your sister from the ancient evil and and discovering how pernicious and, and deep that world is. And then three is just sort of like, we've got to go back to the castle to get Michelle again. Right, and that was their problem is that they should have made the sister element. They could have incorporated it, but they also could have just let that go and made um, Michelle is the one who's now a vampire, right? Yeah. So they could have had the story be so much more about Michelle wanting to go back to her sister, but that can't happen, and Radu wanting to fall in love with Michelle. That was so captivating. It had such great chemistry and lines. And they just squandered that story by having it be the main character was the sister trying to get back inside. It's like, but the cool shit is inside. I don't want to be watching exactly. people scurrying around And then the also, castle. when you go to two, which again is Becky heavy, the the subplot in two of Michelle discovering her new life as a vampire is easily the most compelling emotional yeah. narrative. So I totally agree. And it's a 3-3 ball game in beautiful uh, Detroit, Michigan, as the Guardian squander a 3-1 like lead. A Torkelson at the bat with runners on second and third. And, of course, the great Gaddis on the mound. 81 pitches deep. Let's see how he handles this. Huge pitch. 1-2 count. Bases loaded. 10 seconds on the pitch clock. Two outs. How will Torkelson handle this? Gaddis, he kicks up and throws. Torkelson. Woo! 
boops it, and it's right to the center fielder, and the inning will close. Three three tie at the end of the fifth. Yeah. Um, Even those men on the bags. So this whole movie builds up to yet another confrontation with Radu in Castle Vladislav. And I will say the climax to this is my favorite climax of any of the three movies so far because it's so fucking deliciously over the top and amazing. Um, I I don't want to jump right to it, but I mean... I mean, there's no... I mean, unless we want to spend more time talking about how stupid this cop is and how stupid the American is and how boring the sister's story is, then yeah, no, let's just jump to it. Right. So, um, first off, I, I love the bit where they bring the body bag to smuggle Michelle out. Like, that's just, like, really good, clever world building. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, though they do introduce night vision goggles and then not use them, which is, like... It was a bit. They got it up just so they could yell at Marin to be like, dude, you're going to burn your eyes out if you put those on. He's like, well, me? The, the eyes? The, the, the green eyes? These aren't healthy for me, Maureen? Like in your world, he's just like a more cartoonish vampire, <laughs> even though, yeah. Well, he's um, Romanian. So, yeah. Uh, what is a Romanian other than uh, a serious vampire or a cartoonish vampire? B- basically, t- um, using the bloodstone which Michelle has stolen from Radu, Becky hurls the bloodstone over the castle parapet, and Radu jumps after it, impaling himself on a tree and being set on fire by the sun. And he just like melts, and his corpse like drips off of the tree into the ground, where the freaking blood guys They're say, Wiggy, wiggy. It's time. What a great little trick. Love Do you it. think you would have been tricked? What, by throwing the bloodstone over the parapet? So you're, you're the person you love. Is like okay, you can have the bloodstone back. Yoink and throws it. Would you jump after it? Well, I'm cr- how crazy am I about this bloodstone? Because if I'm Radu, I fucking I'm nuts for this You're, bloodstone. You are nuts for it. But I love the bloodstone. My whole you, thing is the bloodstone. <laughs> you think you just waited till dark and maybe it would be hard to find. I think this movie is about a lot of people governed by passions, yeah, which is why I like it. That's nice. It's not like this analytical, like Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's all about you know being clever. Mm. No one in this movie is clever. You find the yeah. I think I think the story of most movies these days is pretty bad. Like the the wife story. Well, my my. Did you see my letterbox review of Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, I, as I recall, it was mostly comparing it favorably to John Wick Four. Yeah. that you and I have both after sl- sleeping on kind of hate. <laughs> yeah, so it was dead, better dead wife than John Wick Four, but still, I think the dead wife story is. What you doing with that in 2023? What well, you, I mean, what's, what's that? What's what's? I, mean, I just started oh, reading. Side note, yeah, because you brought up Nolan by referencing Dead Wives. Exactly. Have you followed this hilarious thing? Oppenheimer and Barbie were supposed to open on the same day. They moved Oppenheimer. Ah. <laughs> Oppenheimer, they they broke first. They're sorry, like, yeah, bud. sorry, sorry, Chris. This one goes to Greta and the Barbie movie. Mm. Um, I just started reading Wind Up Bird Chronicle, which also begins with a missing wife. I mean, this is Murakami, who you continually complain about. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going back. You know, I read him when I was a teenager and a young twenty year old, and I thought, "Wow, this Murakami guy, why isn't he my father?" And now I look at it now, now, and I say, "Perhaps he is my father." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, long-time listeners need no further inference there. Um, yeah, I, I like, you know, it's We funny. watched, uh, sorry, we watched Paddington 2, and the, the line, my dad is so boring and annoying, is so funny. I love it. A perfect film. I cannot yeah. wait for three. Woo-hoo. Sorry, what were you saying? I was talking about um, Oh, like, like when you're a kid, wives, you're like, yeah. God, it'd be so sick to just hate women and drink whiskey and listen yeah. to jazz music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and fuck teenagers. Cool, Murakami. Yeah, this happens ha- over and over again. And this now that is we're in a our, little weird. In our 30s, we're like, you know what's great? Just being chill and normal. Yeah. <laughs> Not being a 
fucking huge asshole constantly. Yeah. I don't know. People think there's a lot of um, weird sexual stuff between older men and, and younger women and slash girls and Woody Allen shit. You you uh, posers better go reread Murakami because it's just like constant and it sucks. Well, there, there's everything about these this this world of people who venerate and fetishize youth. We're like, yeah, I, I'm not. I I think it'd be lazy to chalk it up to a generational thing, though. It might be there might it be might something be. there. But like, a lot of my youth, I associate with being like incredibly anxious, incredibly insecure, not having a good time, unable to imagine a future in which I would ever find satisfaction oh or contentment. Like, sad. it's not a time in my life that I look back on. And and think, my God, like that epitomized innocence. And like, you know, I, yeah. I in high school I hang out with a lot of friends with serious substance abuse issues, um, some of which are dead. And or like I think back to like dr- like brutal drunk driving in the dead of winter and like the back roads of the hill towns. Like I it was just like a very dark, intense like I don't look at it that way. And 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 these guys who like all their books are like, he looked at the young girl. Her skin reminded him of spring. Yeah, I was just about to say like, skin. Ugh. I, I yeah. don't. I think it's just a skin thing, Josh. It's fucking I'm pretty weird. sure it's yeah. just about skin. Because like I look at people in their twenties now, and I'm like horrified by the cultural chasm between where I am and where they are. Like I can't. Like people a decade younger than me in their early twenties, I'm just like I don't even want to have dinner with you. Like I, what would we talk about? Like you know? Yeah, that would be. I mean, that's a huge part of it too. I want to have dinner with other millennials so we can mm. talk about our adulting and imposter oh. syndrome. I just remember about my pickle. Yeah, yeah. Hey, free pickle. It's exciting. Here's the th- another thing in my 30s. Pickles give me acid reflux. Oh, you used to like <laughs> the taste of a pickle. You just can't handle it. Well, that's a full sour, and okay. I'm more of a half sour Have you ever guy. tried um, just like squirting a, a, a Heinz relish straight in, the, straight in the nose? All the time. Okay. That's actually the thinking man's keto snack. Is that keto? Too much sugar, I bet. There's a lot of sugar in relish. What is keto? So I have a huge. I can tell you what keto is. See, this is what I'm saying. Radu's podcast. This is a concept <laughs> I'm obsessed with. Yeah. I'm on a new keto You're regime. Doing it. That's good. Keto <laughs> is just blood. What you do is wrap a mozzarella stick with bacon and put it directly in the air fryer. Oh, but then what? Boy, uh... <laughs> you got yeah. Roddy. It's hard to stick with. It really kills my throat. Yeah, this is uh, what's his name? Tove, uh, uh, Hove, Anders Hove, or <laughs> whatever. Hove. God, he's the best. Uh, yeah, he's he's a uh, he should have won every Oscar from the nineties. I just think like there's this thing with Radu where you like you just don't question any of it. I mean, he's coming back, man. When is that coming out? Well, it says here twenty twenty three. I know it's supposed to be March. I don't um, know if it actually made it. It was supposed to be released on some. Unknown. Well, hold on. Twenty-one ratings in IMDb. It's yes. got a nine point four, <laughs> which fucking yes. rules. All right. Um, I don't know. It, 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 this is an extremely ambiguous. Where it is says, it? Okay, so it premiered at premiere. Horror Hound yeah, Weekend. Go. Can you imagine the freaks at Horror Hound Weekend? Have, it's limited theatrical release at Alamo Draft House on May fifteenth. Great. Well, I don't so. want to go there because it's full of neckbeards complaining about stuff. Hmm. Can we just ask them to shave? For the night? No. I think I They're might too have a, beautiful. Do I have a neck beard right now? No. No, no, you're no, you're you're clean. I need to shave there too. You too. No, you look good. Bit, we, we got the line you. at least. We got the line going. You know who's a, a, the most? Maybe the king of the neck beards. Who that? Alex Horn. Yeah. No. I mean, he's got quite the neck. Beard, There's one yeah. season where it was just like too much. Yeah. Chest chest hair to eyebrows, and just like there's no stopping it. Right. No demarcation. 
it's like a good jam by jam band. You want a little bit of dynamics in there. And mm-hmm. and and Mickey Cabrera grounds out to first. Well, he grounded out to the shortstop on his way to first. Wow. Is that how you say it? He grounded it out to the shortstop? Grounded out to the shortstop. A ground ball, picked up by the shortstop, thrown out to first. Ground out. Ground out. Ground out. Ground out. Ground out. Ground out. Ooh, look Whoa. at the meats. Look at those meats and beds. Oh, this and is now the MGM Grand Detroit. Wow. Imagine, did you see the progression of that? I did. Meat to bed yeah, to, to building. building. That's basically, I've just finished The Dawn of Everything by David MBB. Graeber and yeah. David somebody else. And they talked about the... Uh, the, the MGM Grand in Detroit. Well, they didn't mention it by name, but I, I think I picked it up. It was the, the meat bed building evolution of the human do they, species. Do they talk about Miguel Cabrera at all? Nah. What's he Sounds gonna, like a bad what's he, bringing, what's he bringing to the table? Uh, over 3,000 career hits. Fucking dipshit. <laughs> oh, he should have. I should call up David. He's dead. In a seance. <laughs> it's Why so sad he died. Did you include Michael Watson? <laughs> so, so, so Radu is calling yeah. David Graeber to ask He's about my, why uh, Miguel Cabrera wasn't in the dawn. Who is this podcast for? So, you know, <laughs> what is the, who on earth would listen to this? Radu, I realize, is a great medium. So while he is a little scary, uh, you know, he, he comes through every time. Now, Mommy is now canonically gone right end of mommy died. okay yeah, she I think died. we're done with mommy which is fun i liked mommy I but i'm mommy. also glad mommy's, <laughs> mommy's out i don't know that you could i like the story so basically we have radu has killed his father killed, killed his, his brother and killed, killed his, his brother yeah yeah so he's now an orphan and two of those two of those three were one was for the bloodstone but two were for michelle yeah so so he's a he's yeah actually that's a good point he's killed more for michelle than the bloodstone yeah, in a, in a two to one split. Sick. That's significant. And percentage wise, that's like 66.6%. That's huge. That's Why Bloodstone only accounting for 33.3%, repeating. <laughs> and a run around first as Haas comes to the plate. He's 2 2 today. Morgan with his seventh pitch of the afternoon. He's at-bat. two foot two. Not of the afternoon. That's day. so cute. Oh, and is he going to steal second? He steals second. That, you love to see it. And McKinstry in at second. Oh, he God. looks so winded yeah. for running the 90 feet between first and second. The AL Central is like <laughs> one of the... Uh, <laughs> 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 I'm heavily... You know, <laughs> I bet Radu, and I don't know... Oh, no, no, he's out. He's definitely out. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at that. It's all about the camera angle, because from the other angle, he looked I, I in. I thought he was out. Yeah, but no, now he's out. I'm smart. Well, get out of there, McKinstry. Wait, are you going to be a baseball player and be number zero? Yeah, it's allowed. Um, number zero is in a number. Do you think, Ra- I mean, Radu would be a pitcher, right? Because those long thingies, he could Jesus really get some rotations Christ. on that thing. Can you imagine the fucking filthy Jesus. off-speed shit? Also, He's like throwing knuckle curves and sweepers. What he could do is throw it, and after release, his fingers could go with the ball, transform into butt demons, and... Um, no, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure I think your point. Joe Wests and your Angel Hernandezes are not going to have that. They're not going to no, have blood demons like, on the ball. Hey, what's going on there? Seems like uh, even for... Look, it's an evolving game. Can I try a, a Josh joke? Yeah, please. Uh, I've heard of pitch on the ball, but butt demons? That's good. That's such a good joke, though. See? <laughs> you said it as a pejorative. Like no, it's, no like I, it's I just cheap. thought of it. Like I'm cramming things into a structure just to rely on the structure. No, but I actually, just want, it's I've quite ne- clever. I've never done it, yeah. and I just wanted to, you know, you didn't take it. And, and a single to... up the middle for Haas. Hell yeah. Man, I wish that guy hadn't tried to steal. Yeah, no, then uh, then we have two, two runners on. But, you know, look, it's a one-run game, so they've got, you know, at Why this point. Why is that man in the back a uh, ninja? 
Um, the, the, he's hiding. He's hiding wow. from the law. He's very good the at fir- it. The first base coach from the Detroit Tigers <laughs> is uh, is an undercover assassin, part of an international uh, and it also looked like of... he was like trying to stay behind, like out of the camera's view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's a witness protection program. There he is. Oh, he just zipped out again. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, we're, this fucking you know, there's a there's a culture of people wearing like, I don't know, athletes are funny people, and yeah. first base coaches, they're the most athletic of all. Yeah, they got a stand, they got a point. Sure. They got to things. Fast, slow, go, stay. Symbol. They have to learn all those symbols. Oh, don't signs. get me started. Or, or, uh, uh, I might have told this story on the podcast. When I was in Little League, uh, I was pretty good at it. I went to States a few times. Our baseball coach shows, and I'm going to put this on the coach, not me. Uh, are you playing Tetris right now? <laughs> no, I'm just making sure that my phone was charged. Okay. Um, that's important. But also, this is an off-brand uh, block, block game. It's not block. even Tetris. How do you I'm, spell it? B-L-O-U-M-L-O-T? No, just normal block. Okay. I, it's two right. words. But I, I'm, I lack Wait, the attention span for block. block two words? Block? No, it's one word. What are you talking you about? You said it's two words. No, it's a block clear or block attack oh, or something. Okay. It's not I just block, block, block. Uh, my, my baseball coach uh, decided to ch- choose clapping as his uh, steal a base sim- signal, which means that... I stole second, and he cheered me on. I was like, oh, that's the signal to steal third. So then Oh, I, that's so funny. Then I stole third. Wow. Yeah. So the, the Ricky Henderson of the uh, main Little League world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they called me. I mean, Ricky Henderson, God, what a beast. Do you think Radu's a monster? <laughs> I Ricky do. Henderson, that guy's a fucking... Radu. I always look up to Ricky Henderson. One day I will be as monstrous on the baseball field. You know, everyone likes to laugh at like you know what happens when like a uh, a pitcher has to hit. Imagine Radu like that. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it all have to be night games first yeah. of all. Yeah, but yeah, his his advantage uh, at, on the mound with those long fingies completely incredible yeah. detriment while gripping the baseball bat. Well, I'm also, and I'm wondering, he could be like a high heat guy because, like, he has huge wingspan, big old arms. He could, you know, he could really just like be pumping in fastballs. Yeah. Listeners, or he might sound just, off. He might just charge the plate and bite everyone. I don't think that's allowed. Even, hey, it's Rodney's court. I don't, it's not, it's Rob Manfred's game, though. That's a great point. Rodney's yeah, yeah. court, Rob Manfred's game. It's complicated. Hmm. That's a t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let me see. Let me ask you this. Who do you think uh, is the MVP of subspe- of Bloodfest mm. 22K23? I don't rem- the, we've been doing these records a little bit spaced out, so I honestly don't remember what I've been doing. So I might be repeating myself, but I think I gave it to Radu last time. And you got to give it to Radu again. I mean, the thing about Radu <laughs> is that he rules yeah. and that we love everything he does. It's sort of like when Roman just sort of like was always the MVP for me. In the Fast and the Furious, right? It's just like you have a. Imagine if Roman and Radu teamed up for one last heist. Who do you want to be, Roman or Radu? Um, I don't want to do Tyrese's voice in this impression. So, gotcha. uh, I'm gonna go ahead and Radu. Yeah, we can both be Radu. Who's that guy? Uh, That stork. Hey, who's that sneaky babe? (laughs) Oh, babe, babe. I love all the old. They're like, and then Babe hit a big old dinga, and the crowd said, "Hachi machi," (laughs) Japanese babe. They, they, they toured. They toured Japan, and like it was like, you know, I can only begin to imagine what it was like to show the Japanese a Babe Ruth shaped man, Jesus like, just Christ. like a real, a real pile of a guy. You know, you shell your peanuts. <laughs> he, he just eats them whole. <laughs> <He just eats laughs> <peanuts. laughs> you take the peanuts out of the bag. 
Uh, so let me see other culture reports. My MVP probably Shohei Otani. He can do it all. Who's your MVP? My MVP. It's real hard to not give it to my good friend Radu because I like him so much. But for the sake of uh, diversity and keeping it mm, interesting, um, I am going to go ahead and give it to Professor Popescu for the flashback where he stabbed through the chest because I forgot how funny that scene is. Um, just Becky yeah. covered in Popescu's uh, blood. Is that allowed? I feel like that's no, cheating. No, it's cheating. It's cheating. It's a, it's okay, like here we go. I'm giving it to Castle Vodislav. What about to MVP. Michelle? Okay, okay I'll give it to Michelle. No, you can She's do. good at what she does, and God dang it, we love it. I no, Michelle's no, no. Joking awesome. aside, joking aside, I think it does go to Michelle to, to be completely serious about our subspecies Please. Three coverage. All I have uh, the the uh, transcendent uh, Denise Duff as Michelle and her second she outing as Michelle takes that gun to her head. Like holy I, shit! I, think I she thought she was really, going to do it, right? Because you know, I, I think uh, it's a classic thing where if if X performance doesn't work, then Y movie doesn't work. And in this case, I think if Michelle is not as compelling and interesting right. as Radu, you don't understand the Radu. Like what? Right. What the fuck are you doing? And, and, and that dynamic works really well. And it, yeah. it, it, amidst all of the silly stuff and the be- the bits that don't work, like that relationship is fascinating, and yeah. you want to see what happens with it. And as she navigates it and tries to protect her sister and protect all of humanity from Radu, I think it makes her very compelling drama yeah. michelle mazalto you've won my mvp i think uh because this movie has a strange amount of boobs that are not like it, it, it's such a weird use of nudity where the first one was literally just like Be- Be- becky runs out of the crypt in her ceremonial dress and is like and covered in blood it's and time and to put on a sweater takes out no she puts on like a jacket yeah that's right it's, a it's just like a big up. jacket and yeah. then she goes into that bar filled with like Fucking like uh like yeah. Alp- alpine All shepherds wearing hats. little hats. Yeah. yeah, very very strange and funny. But then I thought the scene with the naked victim, yeah, was really good. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I think it's a classic horror movie trope where on one level. Like the, the the lazy criticism is like oh fetishizing suffering women, but on the other side it's like if you're a really compelling sufferee or whatever, like it's fascinating cinema and like you're doing really good work and yeah. like and it also like brought up Michelle's story a lot. That was her first victim and yeah, yeah. compare that to fucking Mel, who like the world's most boring dip fuck or, or oh, Inspector God. Martine, who's not funny. Like so, yeah. yeah, like the the random like you know is it vaguely exploitative to have the random Romanian local be the naked one? Yeah, maybe I, I could. But if, they're in clothes. Romanian locals who are also victims. That's true. So it make you think. So um, maybe it, it make you think. I don't know, but it is interesting that like the sexuality in this movie is it, it has useless boobs, but then it also has necessary intense, boobs. It has intense sexuality yeah. between Radu and Michelle that is never shown or even uh, what's the word when you do it? You fuck it when you consummated there we go unconsummated but, but, but also love. like michelle is like her steely gothic beauty as a vampire underscores like the weird benefits to like her experience where like mm. she also looks kind of badass and cool as a vampire and like that idea of immortality is seductive and interesting and you know queen of castle vadislav alongside her king radu like you, we're given a compelling vision of like this could work you yeah. know these crazy kids in love it could work and uh, my clear mvd is fucking professed uh, Inspector Marin. I almost Marine? vomited and cheered at the same time when he died. What a fucking idiot. How did he die like, again? <laughs> I can't remember. He just got uh, killed by um, the, the Radu. Yeah. He just got Radu'd, man. Radu'd it up. Um, I liked Ben, the CIA guy, dying. He was annoying. Yeah, because he also sucked. He got like, stabbed in the head or something. That was sick. Um, yeah, Radu's mom kills uh, the CIA friend, as, as Wikipedia calls it. <laughs> 
God, Mel sucks. Mel, imagine Mel and his friends hanging out. I just like this Jesus movie has like, like the, the lazy 90s thing of like, I'm with the State Department. I can do anything. <laughs> like, it's such yeah. a funny like energy. Like, my uncle's from the State Department. He never has once fought a vampire that he's told what? me about. What? He probably just isn't allowed to tell you about it. It's possible. Yeah. 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 So when Mar and, and, and the Trump CIA guy died, it was like, that's a cleansing. Yeah. It, it, it wiped away the bad taste of the middle of the movie from our collective mouths. Yeah. And then it became nonstop wonder after that. Yeah. The last bit is so good. The bloodstone uh, and the gun and, and Radu falling. Plus, off I got the to say parapet. And... It's parapet, not yeah. a cliff. It's not a cliff. Yeah, it's the right. walls, the castle, it's a parapet. You're right. Um, and then he burns up, and then oh wait, there's blood demons turning in, into new blood demons. So yeah, yeah. The, um, not a lot of suspense. We're, we're going to get more Radu. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Are you asking one of Hell no! I fucking love <laughs> Radu. I want to find out what he does. I cannot stress enough. I find Radu so compelling. He's a great character. We've done a million movies. He's, I would say, in Jigsaw Jason territory of yes. like um, misunderstood creative types just trying to find a place in the world. I hope we never find the day where Radu is at a book signing wearing a backwards cap and a hoodie. That's all I'm going to say on that. What's up, dude? <laughs> he never needs to go there. And when I don't is think Saw he will. 10 coming out? Not soon enough. Uh, I'm typing it into the computer. It says this year, but so yeah, it's, it's this year in six months. So we've got six months from the t- recording of this many, episode. Um, this would be a fun thing. Oh my me. God, fucking Shawnee Smith is back? Wow. Oh, my God. Great. Hell yes. Um, I'd be interested to see, out of all the horror franchises that get to 10, how many opt for the Roman numeral X and how many go for the number 10. And I feel like almost all of them go for that X. Well, I mean, it just makes sense. It looks cool. It's vaguely it does look evil. Cool. Um, and also, you know. You think the letter X is vaguely evil? Well, it comes up a lot. XXX, right? X. That's good. Maybe X. Um, oh, you're Jason talking about X poison is so or good. pornography? Both, right? People are like, danger, danger, XXX. This, I mean, I'm a man of danger. Wow, Charles has a huge boner now. It's crazy how big his boner is. It's just like both arsenic and um, old lace. No, I wasn't going to say old lace. You weren't going to say old lace. I mean, I guess I could say old lace, but new have you lace. seen that movie? It's a, like the, the yeah, Carrie Grant masterpiece. It's Carrie. amazing. Yeah, he's funny boy. He's one of the funniest boys. What would you? Okay, I think we should end soon, but I want to. But let's end with a Hugh Grant corner. From Dungeons yeah. and Dragons. Um, Did that even? No, it didn't do it. For didn't me. work for no. him. The thing about Paddington Two is that he's like doing an eleven. He's like a monstrous. Like he's like an. He's so much more evil as just a vain actor in Paddington Two than he is as Lord whatever Forge or something. You didn't like the tea scene? No, it, it felt like a lazy bit to me. Okay. Like I, I it, just, it, just, it didn't hit that other level for me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I did, however, appreciate the message we got from the cast of the movie in the screening in the screening room, where they said, "We're oh. heroes." <laughs> they said, "We're yeah. heroes in the movie." Dude, why? What? Two of them didn't say anything. So funny. So yeah, they, I would say the enthusiasm on the display opening. from that cast was unbelievably low. Explain the opening. Um, so like one of the funnier things that Hollywood has done to thank moviegoers for coming to movies post COVID is to like record these like. You know, just only in the theaters will you get this Chris Pine calling you a good boy if you come to the theater. Yeah. And I don't need that. I am here to see the movie. Right. We know we're a hero. Yeah. Yeah. It's capitalism. By spending money, I've done my duty to the world. Yeah. I've said I love the movie. Frontline workers can go fuck themselves because I'm at the fucking movie theater. 
Yeah. Um, Watching uh, a movie. Uh, Frontline Workers, when did you do an epic uh, quip in MCU? When Never? Did you, and when did you sit in a movie theater and watch the quip? No, you're too busy doing emergency Work. care and people with collapsed lungs. Working. Yeah. Get a job. Yeah. Get a real Investment job. banking. Yeah. Going to movie and complain yeah. about it. Um, Chris Pine is not as funny as Jason. No. And I'm sorry, Chris Pine has. I a, love Chris Pine. I, no, no, Chris His Pine is the highlight beautiful. of the movie. But can I? Okay, Michelle Rodriguez was not doing it for me in that movie. I get and that. I find that her role in the Fast and the Furious works because that is just pure melodrama and like right. she's it's, it's not, not funny. Tr- it's she's doing like this whole thing felt like Guardians Light to me, honestly. Like very MCU at home energy. Because like she's supposed to be like the Dave Bautista character essentially, yeah. And I, got I just that was a like, times. also, I don't know about your theater. The whole Bradley Cooper cameo scene got nothing. Really? No one. There was no pop. No one gave a shit. <laughs> oh, no. I, the whole time I was like, is that Bradley Cooper? Like, <laughs> I like but, that scene. I guess so, but it's played very mo- like mawkishly. Like it's played as like a sweet moment well, and that's not what a. The, the movie is that more than. Uh... The, their first one was. Yeah. I mean, Game Night has this acidic darkness to it. that I, That's why I like Game Night is that, like, the jokes are actually quite dark in it and, and like, dead dogs and, like, guys getting sucked into fucking airplane engines. And, like, you know, this one, because it was fantasy, the violence is, like, you know, it's so distanced from, like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, the, the Game Night is, like, it's about a brother who like learns that his brother is sort of a dick. Yeah, it's, it's about coach like, being a piece of shit, which and this, is a great and, move. And this one's like about a guy who learns to get over the grief of his dead wife. Yeah, so and it's, it's like, like there's a million movies. We about have so that. many dead wives get over dead wives. But also, it. like I'm over my dead wife. I don't need more of them. The thing about '65 is that it's a dead wife and dead daughter movie, basically, because like we know we learn Adam Driver's daughter, the same daughter from Dungeons and Dragons, is yeah. dead, and but essentially his wife is dead because like he's a fucking million miles, like yeah. she's out of I the sh- picture. Did you keep watching Beef yet? No, I've only watched the first episode. Okay. I really enjoyed. it. I feel like Beef is a good example for very. It seems very different, but at its heart, it has, like, a story about two people who are crazy, and then the other half of the story is like, oh, here's why they're crazy. And it's like, I just want a fucking filmmaker to be just like, like, this. they used to do this shit in the 70s and 80s. It's like, they just showed us people doing crazy shit, and, like, we understood their angst and the terror and the stress of their lives. We didn't need half the story to be like them talking about why they're stressed out. Well, I would say Uncut Gems is the best yeah. recent movie about... A fucking and that weird piece of shit. Feels like a seventies movie, right? Yeah, yeah, Cause, totally. Because even the moments where we vaguely humanize Howie, he's still the world's most annoying guy in all <laughs> circumstances, which rules. Yeah. So I just like this tendency for story to just be like a capital S thing, where it's like no one gives a shit about the dead wife, no one gives about this guy's like overcoming grief moment, and yet that's where like so much energy is put. When it doesn't need to be well, in there at all. It's why the Guardians three trailer looks so bad oh to me because it's like God. the second one was fucking maudlin and exhausting oh. enough, and it's like another fucking movie about their trauma. Like 
it's that's why James Gunn is a mystery to me because what I love about Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker is just mostly like they they ground the emotional background to the characters, but a lot of it's just like these fucking weird assholes getting horribly mutilated because there's like strange dickheads with weird jobs, which I like, and mm. I don't need that's to you fucking in, at the heart of things. Yes, I'm gonna freaking uh, I'm gonna Superman superhero. Oh no, I thought you were just like well, you're a superhero I'm to Superman. me. Most of the other Berkshire's I'm a hero resident. guy. Because you do the I'm news. I'm flying with my cape and I'm explaining local politics. I saw some guy with a WFMU shirt on at work. Well, cool. I don't work there anymore. How yeah. was that? I said, hey. My buddy used to have a show on there. <laughs> yeah. He used to have a show on there. Yeah. He had Swedish psych rock band Dunian on. <laughs> I didn't say that. What the fuck? So, um, let me ask you. Are you asking when will it end? Oh, thanks. Uh, hell no. Yo, fuck, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. No. I'm not. I want to see how he comes back to life because he's obviously gonna. And I hope for the best. I'm always hoping for the best. If Radu's on board, I'm just going to we, we hope can't, for the best. When we are not with Radu, we are hoping the best for Radu. And I hope that that's clear to everyone listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because This is a pro-Radu cast. Right. And I think that's why this movie is fun is that he's not a villain. He no, does, he's quite villain. But I'm saying like, he's like does evil shit, but like I don't hate him. I'm not scared of him. I am really endeared by him and want to see what happens to him. Okay, so part of what makes this work in contrast, just, I'm just, again, this is maybe a little lazy, but part of the Dungeons and Dragons thing that is the most egregious Marvel light that I can't stand is that, like, every fucking movie, some evil group is doing something that's, like, going to permanently fucking destroy the world or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, that's a comic book thing. I, I know, but, saying. like, as that's, a, what Dan, that's what, I mean... It's not interesting anymore. I think that's what the ticket is you're buying, because that's basically, even if you don't think, like, even if you're not, like, D&D is about heroes being good and destroying evil, there's usually a main bad thing that you have to confront. So I think that's just sort of, like, built in, and if they didn't have that, I don't think it really would have been a D&D movie. Fair enough. I get that. But mm-hmm. what's beautiful about the subspecies movies is that, like, it's just like gross and weird that Radu's around. Yeah. Like it just like sucks to know <laughs> yeah. that like there's like a Radu. Yeah. It's like I don't need Radu's not like I will take over all of the world. He's like I'm just gonna keep being a fucking weird creep forever. And it's right. just like ugh. And he's only capturing like, <laughs> like people. individual people. And like, he's only doing it to like impress Michelle. Like we and get Romanians. Sense, we yeah. get the sense that if Michelle weren't there, he would just like mope and maybe even just die. Because <laughs> yeah, he's he's not doing it for himself. He really doesn't feel that that motivation to be a bad person vampire. Right. And like, there's something weirdly small scale and personal about that. That makes it like so much more interesting to me. And like, if this movie try this series rather, and inevitably they might kick it up. I don't know. But like, I've really enjoyed the relatively low stakes so far. Like where it's like, yeah, he's like murdering some people and that's not good, obviously, but like, we're not being faced with like, you know, if we don't put the Tesseract into the, 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 the arch portal, then the Spinglongs will be warped into the hell zone or whatever. Uh, just coming out of the Miyazaki verse, which is a true nightmare. Uh, Ponyo is like, if five year olds don't get married, the world will end. Ponyo, Ponyo, <laughs> creepy fish show. You know what? Uh, if you have a theme song that good, you can have any message in your movie. Yeah, that's my takeaway. This boy and this girl must fucking get married uh, before they turn six. Otherwise, the fucking moon will crash into the earth. Well, I think that's a good note to end things on, Charles. Yeah. Thank you for another conversation about movie and oh, film. Oh, boy. I can talk and, uh, all day. We'll do a fourth one, I guess. I'll keep doing it. No, that's not it. That's my old man. <laughs> <laughs>